Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Christos Anesti. And Christ is risen. And Messiah Hukam. Thank God in today's Gospel, our Lord reminds us of this light that He has come to give to the world and He calls us to live into the light. And often times we sit in darkness, sometimes willingly, and we wonder why we don't see clearly. Sometimes we don't even know that we're sitting in darkness and our eyes are just so used to this darkness that we think it's the norm. And today God gives us some insight as to why. Thank God during these holy 50 days, these joyful and holy 50 days, the church gives us these readings to remind us of who and what Christ is to us. He's the bread of life. We heard this a few weeks ago. And last week we heard that He is the living water and He's able to give us living water that we can have the Holy Spirit inside of us. And today He tells us that He is the light in which we are to walk to avoid the darkness. All of the things during the Holy 50 days, things that Christ tells us that He is, are things that we need for life. We need food, we need water, we need light. So He, are, he is those things to us so that we might have actual spiritual life. And at this point in the Gospel, we are approaching the close of Jesus' public ministry. When this Gospel is being read taking place, this is just a few days before His, his suffering in Gethsemane, his, his trial and His passion and His crucifixion. So for them, the light of the world is about to be extinguished. In an earthly sense, of course, because He's leaving the earth. So this light had shone brightly to the Jews and to the Gentiles, yet the vast majority preferred to live in darkness. They saw the light, but they rejected the light. They still refused and they wanted to live in darkness, as some people do to this very day. And this is why Christ mentions a little while longer the light is with you, because He's leaving. He's telling them, a little while longer I'm here with you. You're not going to see these things that I'm going to do and that I have been doing any longer. And today God gives us the same message. We have a little while longer on this earth. We hear that our life on earth is nothing more than a vapor, right? Here today and gone tomorrow. And we are called to walk in this light, lest darkness overtakes us. And this is the warning that He gives His disciples and He gives to us. If we don't walk in the light, the darkness will overtake us. And if darkness overtakes us, then it becomes too late for us. And this is not something that we ever want to experience. So while we have our lives, this is the time for repentance. This is the time to seek the light and to become sons and daughters of light. Just like we read now in verse 36 when he says, you will become sons of light. Or if we remain as we are living in spiritual darkness, we suffer the consequence of living in actual darkness for eternity. Because as we know, afterwards we will either live in light in heaven or in spiritual darkness, in eternal darkness with... We don't even want to talk about it because that's not our goal. So we don't want to waste our time living in the darkness. And Pope Shenouda III, in one of his sermons, His Holiness, he says, I'm sure most of you have heard this sermon, he says, the people in AIDS are dying to have one minute to repent. And God has given us all of this time to repent and to return. Let's not waste it. 
And in verse 37, we read that many did not believe in him regardless of all the signs that they witnessed. And this fulfills what Isaiah has written. And this is something that we have to talk about because a lot of times this is mistaken. People think that God purposely hardened their hearts so that they wouldn't believe. So we read, Lord, who has believed our report, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore they did not believe, because Isaiah said again, He has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, lest they should see with their eyes, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, so that I should heal them. These things Isaiah said when he saw his glory and spoke of him. So we read this, and a lot of times this is misunderstood. Why would God harden their hearts? And according to St. John Chrysostom, Isaiah's prophecy does not mean that God causes spiritual blindness in people who would otherwise have been faithful. This is a figure of speech common to scripture, revealing that God has given people to their own devices. He has left them free to believe in what they want and to do whatever they want. They chose freely not to abide in this light, not to believe in Him. So He left them to them. This is what it means by He hardened their hearts. He kept their hearts hard because it was their choice to come. And if they would have come and said, just like this other gentleman who after Christ healed his son, he said to him, help my unbelief. I'm having a hard time believing, help my unbelief. Their hearts would have been what? Made soft and God would, God would have taken their heart of stone and given them a heart of what? Heart of what? Flesh, right? Just like he says to us today. So if we're living in darkness or if we feel like we're living in darkness and we don't know how to approach the light, we can ask God for this guidance to give us a heart of flesh and take away our heart of stones so that we don't live in spiritual darkness. And what is meant, according to St. John Chrysostom, he has blinded their eyes. Again, is that God has permitted their self-chosen blindness. This is self-chosen. If you, a lot of times we read the scripture, especially with the miracles of Christ, we see that Christ, you know, he healed the sick. He gave eyesight to the blind. He, you know, those who are paralyzed are now walking. Things that if we were to see today, we'd be amazed, right? So these people saw all of this and they would say, mm -mm, but you did it on the Sabbath. No, no, that's a big no-no. So they left the miracle and this beautiful glory and they held on to this, their fake idea of the law, but he's not fulfilling the law. So it's a, it's a chosen blindness. And this is what it means as he has blinded their eyes. It's their own choosing and God has permitted it. So God spoke through Isaiah, but rather Isaiah spoke because he foresaw their blindness. Isaiah saw that this would happen, that there would be a spiritual blindness then in Christ's time and now in our time. The world suffers from a spiritual blindness. The world refuses to see the light and it wants to live in darkness. As we see, we hear what's going on out there and we see what the, the images that are given to us in, in the apps. So today we must ask ourselves, are we living in the light of Christ or are we living in darkness? And the sad fact is that sometimes we can be living in total darkness while the image of light is dangled before our eyes. We think that we're living in the light, but truly we are living in the darkness. You ever see that picture of them trying to get a donkey to move? They tie a carrot to a stick and they tie it to his, his head and the carrot is dangling in front of him. So he's always trying to get the carrot, so he's moving, but he never gets the carrot, right? So they achieved their goal in making the donkey move, but he never gets the carrot, and he never wonders why, he just keeps moving. So we don't want to be like this where Satan puts an image in front of us of light, but truly we are walking in the darkness. And we're always trying to achieve this light, but never truly achieving it and wondering why things are not right in my life. Why do I feel spiritual emptiness, spiritual numbness and spiritual darkness? And today God is telling us 
to be careful, to walk in the light, that darkness does not overtake us. He reminds us, Satan reminds us that we go to church and we serve and we look good on the outside. No one knows our sins and that God is so merciful so we'll be just fine. And all along we are in darkness and not seeking out true righteousness in our lives. And this is what we want to ask ourselves today. Are we seeking out righteousness? Are we seeking out holiness? Because this is what it means to live in the light. To be holy, to be righteous, to be forgiving, to be caring. So we must be really careful today to examine our lives and to ask ourselves, is it spiritual light that I'm walking in? Or is it just... Uh, something that the devil puts in front of me, yeah, yeah, you're good, you go to church, you, you fasted that one time, you're good, don't worry, just keep going, just keep going. We have to really ask ourselves. His Holiness Pope the III has a beautiful quote. He says, if the chef told you that the food has gone bad, you'd throw it away. If the pharmacist told you that this or that was poisonous, you'd stay away from it. If the health minister found that the water that you drink daily is contaminated, you'd never drink it again. In spite of all this, when God tells you that the wages of sin is death, you insist to stay therein. So we have to be careful that we're not stuck in this darkness and that we heed God's call. We heed God's call. Today God is calling us again to examine our lives and to see if we are truly living in the light or are we so accustomed to the dark that we see this as normal. We do not want to be deceived. And it's important to understand the contrast of spiritual light and spiritual darkness. And if you remember in John, John's Gospel, chapter 1 verse 9, Christ is described, the true light which coming into the world enlightens every man. He is the true light coming into the world, enlightens every man. So this is to show us that this light is available to all of us. Every single one of us, we are able to live in this light. And this idea of enlightened can be taken many ways. Enlightened, of course, on the inside in our minds and our hearts. But enlightened, the fathers tell us, is to make visible. The true light, the incarnate word, our Lord Jesus Christ, invaded this dark world where the prince of darkness reigns. And in fact, the Bible tells us that his domain is called the domain of darkness. Therefore, those who reject to live in the light of Christ become unwitting followers of Satan. People ruled by all that is in the world, as 1 John, 1 John chapter 2, verse 16 tells us. The lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the boastful pride of life. We don't want to be too attached to the world where we end up living in darkness. Yeah, we live in the world, but we're not of the world. We are called to be sons and daughters of light. Now if we think for a moment about light and darkness, we know that light is the single most important source of energy and heat on earth. Physically speaking, we know that life cannot exist without life, right? Our light without light, excuse me. So therefore, spiritual life cannot exist apart from spiritual light. We cannot continue in darkness and expect to move up spiritually. It'll never happen. And this is why a lot of times we feel stuck, like we mentioned. We feel numb. We don't know why we're not increasing because we're not living in that light. We're not living in that light. The Word of God says that he who dwell, he dwells in excuse me, he dwells in unapproachable light, and God has given us the light of His Son. And this light was standing right in the midst of His chosen people. The emblem of light in Scripture is used to describe life. It's used to describe truth and holiness and happiness, even the glory of heaven. While the figure of darkness is used to describe just the opposite, right? Ignorance, error, guilt, depravity, desperation, misery, death, and even the horror of hell, which Jesus describes as a place 
of outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So we see here this darkness belonging to Satan and light belonging to Christ. And this is what we want to follow. And in John 8, 12, he says, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light. In other words, the light that produces life. So what does it mean to have this light, to follow Christ? Of course, we know what it's like to live a life of godliness, to live a life of repentance, to repent, to confess, to take communion, to forgive those who have wronged us, right? To ask forgiveness of those who maybe we have wronged, to seek out peace in our life. This is how we live in light. This is how we live in light, in humility and not in pride. So another question that we ask is, how is it that the Jews could have possibly missed this? How could they have missed the light that was right there on the earth? We know that his preaching and his teaching caused many to marvel. As we said, they saw all of these, these things. He created food out of nothing. He healed the blind. He cast out demons. He raised the dead. So how could they have missed it? Why would they reject this light? And the answer again is they refused to see. We don't want to be willingly blind. If we examine our lives, we'll see that God has blessed us multiple times over and over and over. And we witness miracles in our lives. Truly, if you sit down and if we sit down and you think just about how, how we made it here today, how we made it to this point in our lives, going back, you'll see multiple, multiple miracles. So we don't want to be spiritually blind to these things. We want to be thankful and we want to live in this light. So when it comes to trusting Christ, the problem is never a lack of light. The greatest obstacle, again, is always willing, uh, willful blindness. And think about it, physically speaking, no rational person would choose to live in darkness, right? Yet those who reject the, life of, the light of Christ actually prefer spiritual darkness. Jesus said in John verse 319, this is the judgment that the light has come into the world and men loved the darkness rather than the light for their deeds were evil. Again, a lot of talk about light, light, light. And Solomon tells us in Proverbs 4.19, The way of the wicked is darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. So if we don't walk in the light, we're going to stumble. We're going to fall. Right? And we're not going to understand why we're falling. But thank God, God is here to give us the light. Today, He's here telling us, I'm here to give you this light. And if you are lacking light in your life, ask and you will be given. We hear in the liturgy, and we'll hear shortly in the liturgy of the faithful, you have not abandoned us to the end, but have always visited us through your holy prophets. <coughs> Excuse me. And in the last days, you manifested yourself to us who were sitting in darkness and the shadow of death through your only begotten Son, our Lord, God and Savior, Jesus Christ. God is always visiting us, offering us this light. And if we imagine and envision all of the times that Christ has come to knock on our door to all... To offer us this light, we see that it's multiple times in our life that Christ is knocking on our doors and telling us, get out of the darkness and come to the light. And then we read in verse 42, Nevertheless, among the rulers, many believed in him, but because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. So they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. And this is something we want to touch on because according to St. John Chrysostom, Christ is saying in reality, these are the worst of slaves. The worst of slaves. And that they are enslaved to the opinion of men 
And this keeps them from leading as God would have them lead. It keeps them from living in the light. So we have to be careful to ask ourselves, why are we here? Why do we serve? Why do we come to church? Why do we do anything? Is it because people are watching us or is it for the opinions of others? Or is it for Christ? And this is a very, very big hindrance of entering the light. This is something that keeps people in the darkness because it's rather than humility, it's pride. I'm doing something so that I may be seen. So it's something that we want to be very, very careful of. And this is why Christ mentions it, that they love the praise of men more than the praise of God. So even though they believed, they were still in darkness. So even though we believe in God and we know who He is, we have to be careful because we can still live in darkness. Then Christ tells them, He who believes in me believes not in me, but him who sent me. And he who sees me sees him who sent me. I have come as a light into the world, that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. And if anyone hears my words and does not believe, I do not judge him, for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. He who rejects me, or rejects this light, and does not receive my words, has that which will judge him, the word which I have spoken will judge him in the last day. So we see here that Christ does not judge with favoritism or partiality. He has spoken the words of life, words of love, words of forgiveness throughout his ministry, words of repentance, virtue, and mercy. And his words will be the unbending standard by which all of us will be judged on the last day. And this is what he's telling us. So let us today walk in the light and accept the light in our life and leave darkness. Let us forgive those who have wronged us. Let us ask for forgiveness. Let us repent. Let us talk to Christ daily and have a, a spiritual relationship with Him. This is how we can walk in the light. How can we walk in the light if we don't talk to Christ? If we don't have a relationship with Him? If we don't speak to Him daily? This is what it means to live in the light and to follow His commandments. May God give us always to live and walk in the light and to have our minds enlightened by the Holy Spirit on the kingdom of God always. And glory be to God forever. Amen. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you but will also transform you and your life with Christ.